hemp plant that has been shown to have a variety of health benefits. CBD can help relax your mind and body, reduce inflammation, and improve sleep. It is also non-addictive and has no known side effects. If you have interest in trying CBD, check out our website at www.hypnotizeme.com. And remember, if you're not hypnotized, then you're not doing it right. That's hypnotizeme.com, www.hypnotizeme.com for our high-quality CBD products and drinks. Hypnotize Me, a sponsor of the Boss Fest podcast. It seemed like everybody want to be a boss these days. Everybody want to be a boss till it's time to pay out, you feel me, till it's time to pay that boss call. They ain't trying to have them tough conversations. They ain't trying to put in them extra hours, catching that windfall money, dealing with folks not being consistent. Don't get me started on the lack of sleep, but you know what they say. Boss Life, B-O-S-S-F-E-S-T, Boss Fest Podcast. Each and every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, guaranteed to get you rise. B-O-S-S-E-S-T, the Boss Fest Podcast. They might make you laugh, make you mad, make you cry. Either way it go, it's a vibe. Tune in, catch the topic, get the tea. Ain't no shallow waters over here, we get deep. You sensitive, easy to a fiend, you need to flee. But them tough conversations gonna be happening. Boss Fest Podcast, they hold it down. Wednesday, 7 Eastern, man, it's going down. Tell a friend to tell a friend and y'all gather round. Get out the in the comments, don't get lost in the crowd. Hey, what's happening? It's your man, DJ Bush. I had to show love to Kevin and Edwina, Boss Fest Butler. Y'all know what time it is, the Boss Fest Podcast. But you already know what we live in. Boss Life. B-O-S-S-F-E-S-T, the Boss Fest Podcast. Each and every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, guaranteed to get you rise. Hello, hello. Welcome to another Wednesday at the Boss Fest table. No, I don't think I am. She not. Oh. Um, we get into a fight with this every week. Yeah, my sound guy be yelling at me because I'd be like, it say mute on my screen, and he like, don't touch it, don't touch it. So. Right, because it running through one system. <laughs> Sir, go ahead. <laughs> re- re- restart your intro. Let Let me go again. That was me rewinding. <laughs> that sound like you're running off the road. <laughs> no, you know, like the VHS tape. I ran it back. So welcome to another Wednesday. How old are you again? The Boss Fest Podcast. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. I am Edwina. Best sound man in the industry, giving you that crystal clear aquafina see-through sound. Kevin Buck. You gonna finish the rest of this, or you just gonna play with your ball? I'm waiting for you to introduce our wonderful guest today. That's your job. Oh my God, it's your new job. Let's clap it up for our new guest. They literally had a conversation about this job. Listen, and she said she was gonna do it. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm just gonna keep it a buck. 
listen, people be thinking it's me, man. She be throwing random stuff on me like that all the time. Like, hey, this is what you gonna do. Like, what? Huh? Do your job. Do your job. Oh, you being petty. I am, so let's go. Let's okay, get, so let's get this party started. You oh, me, me and my <laughs> wife were in the building. <laughs> All right, everybody. We have coming back to the boss fest table. The dynamic duo that's running Polk County. You can see him in the courtroom taking care of business. Just one of them. <laughs> them. Okay, Listen, when you see one, you see okay, okay, both of them. Both you see them, them. you see the rain, you see them, or you can catch them, them, okay, providing the sounds of the county, giving you that <laughs> DJ sorrow. Bitch. Good job, you're not, you better not be little kid. Anymore. You did such a good intro. No, he did so good. Like if it was if it was um, a program and they were coming out, it would be hype. You said I would have just been like, you know, they're back with us again. Right. It's it would have just been drier. So I was really telling real you. dry. It's almost like it we in a rant. We need to be like, hey, I'm finna rant. Yeah. Let me give you my library voice. I need you to wait. You feel like I should give you flowers? Think back to this time when I'd be like, I ain't telling you. Which I won't. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I already said it and you ruined it. So it's whatever. I'm sorry. We are <laughs> back in the building. So you you gonna you gonna run a topic? I gotta do that too. Go ahead, run a topic too. Go ahead. See, we got a very serious topic tonight, but we can't be serious. Cause my my favorite person <laughs> won't allow us to be great today. Am I your favorite person? Sure is. My favorite person's name starts with the K. So, when is your what is your favorite person zodiac sign? So, so uh, again, y'all know me. I'm gonna keep it a buck. I be in the comments going hard for my guy. We had this conversation earlier too. She talking about you. You didn't think Kevin was my favorite person? Stop playing with us, man. Top three. He definitely is a is top three. Top three. Come on, they ain't be in the top ten. She only know 10 people. I ain't even in the so top 10. You saying the MySpace, you wouldn't have made the top 10. Yeah, I wouldn't have made the MySpace cut. They was going to say Kevin. It was going to say Kevin, just not Kevin Sr. Right. Let's start us off with the topic. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's get into the show. I'm ready. Yo, go. You supposed to be to start us off with this serious topic. That's what you started talking about. Oh my god! And then you started right. talking about your favorite person. That's what happened. So I'm bringing you back. So for those who didn't catch the last show, then when we had this lovely couple on, the sound quality wasn't the best, so that's why we had to rerun it. But we was talking we about no applications for a sound guy. We were talking about infertility, 
Uh, we were definitely talk, particularly talking about it um, within our own community and uh, the struggles behind it. Um, it's like an unknown battle that a lot of people go through and face and you don't really know about it. So we were just kind of circling back because when we first had this conversation, because didn't somebody say they was going to do a recap? Somebody did say that. No, so what I said was we were going to recap. Like, and that's wait, what wait. you're doing. Only one of them be in the courtroom, so only one of them supposed to get a recap. You feel me? Hey, right is right. <laughs> Are you going to recap? You were already doing it. So basically, I mean, you said it all. We were talking about infertility. We were talking about the journey of two couples. And we were kind of left like in suspense to see because they were in the middle of an IVF cycle and we didn't know how it turned out. So we said that we would always come back and do a part two, which is what we're doing, but we're going to take y'all back in time for those that did not catch the first show to find out how the journey went to get you here and then what the outcome is. That's the end of the recap. That was the end of your recap? Yeah, because you started and I finished it. And there is a comment. Um, I'm sorry, let me go to comments. Let me, let me do my job. So um, it says, so glad you are sharing your story again. Uh, congratulations. I'm so happy for you two. My heart smiles. See, <laughs> right? Go, go, go. I was really thinking about, like, should I read it? <laughs> it's out there now. Thank you. Congratulations Thank you, on your uh, two-year podcast. Y'all can see the comment? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so you guys start us off and tell us a little bit about your IVF journey. And then I'll have Kevin tell you a little bit about ours. So we like going to recap the last time. Okay, so I don't want to make it too long. I want to get, you know, the good show. But okay. um, basically, when I was in college, when I was like 20, I had a surgery that was not supposed to cause infertility. And the doctor did a really bad job and did not tell me that I would not be able to have kids naturally. Um, and so after we got married, we started trying. We were trying. Well, at first, we was just not, not trying. <laughs> we just enjoyed each other. <laughs> um, but, you know, at some point, we was like, well, something should have, might have, should have happened. But now we like each other a lot. <laughs> um, and so... Um, I ended up going to the doctor and was like, hey, can you just check everything out, make sure everything's good? And they was like, yeah, we don't really see anything, but we're going to send you to a uh, fertility specialist. So um, when they went in and started doing tests, they said the one tube that I had left was blocked. And I was like, okay, well, that makes it, you know, that the tube to get, you know, stuff to where it needs to be. Um, and so he's done that. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's what it was you was helping them? Yeah, it's give it direct. But I'm like, okay, cool, too. Like, well, not cool, but the tube is blocked. And so they went in to try to unblock it. And that's when they realized that the surgery, um, the doctor basically sterilized me. Like, yeah, cut off the end of the tube, actually left the end of the tube inside of me. Wow. Um, and it was badly burnt. And so, like, my doctor was super mad about it, especially the fact that I didn't know about it. But 
ultimately it wasn't really much we could do about it at that point. And so she went ahead and removed the tube because it was useless at that point. Um, but our only option after that was IVF. Um, and so she sent me to an IVF specialist. Um, and on our fourth cycle, which we only did two transfers total because we ended up canceling two of the cycles. But on the fourth cycle, Congratulations! There's a, there's a baby belly right under this right there there's, 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 a, there's a little bush. <laughs> oh, She's in there. Sorry, there's comments. Pause. Pause. <laughs> yeah. My last name is Bush, man. So, well, yeah, my last name is Bush, comma, man. So, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I was struggling with that. But like, Bush baby. <laughs> we want but yeah we talked briefly in the so last funny. uh so our first trial that actually was crazy because this is our last oh right so our first presentation yeah, yeah. so like my mom's had to go out she's down her birthday yeah, she came in actually on the day of my test, like my blood test. Oh, wow. And yeah. so that that was tough. Yeah. Yeah. So that was very, uh, that was an emotional roller coaster. Oh, they still can't hear you. Oh, <clears throat> sorry about that. That was an emotional roller coaster because, uh, those hormones were a lot. I'm just gonna check in. Can y'all hear him now? No, they can hear. It's yeah. just I was looking at it. like when Sarah talked, you can hear her mind. But I don't yeah. know it's, it was a few inches closer. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So no, no, it's 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 me. I, I try oh. to I try to draw people in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, it was it was very tough this time last year, just knowing that. We, we tried and we did all the right steps and it was nothing that we did for it not to be a success. And it was just the, the reevaluation of, are we, is this what we're going to do? Are we going to do another round of this? How's this going to work? So now that we're on the other side of this, <laughs> you ain't seen the baby shower video. You need to go watch that. I think we talked about last time, like, so we did, actually all four cycles that we did were different. So the first, well, the first two were the same, but we ended up having to cancel the first. So the first one, I got like halfway through the cycle, my doctor was like, it just doesn't look promising. Like, we can do a transfer, but it don't look promising. I was like, nah, if it, if it's not good, why would we waste the Um, And so the second one, everything looked good all the way through the transfer. But then after I came off the hormones, after it didn't work, it's like I went to like a hormone like withdrawal, like the the my it was just that. <laughs> like it almost felt like what people like describe postpartum depression. Um just because the, the hormone dropped and I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna do that again. Um and so we kind of took a little break like three months, like three or four months, we took a break. Um and then me and my doctor had a consultation, and I was like, hey, that was bad. Let's look at, like, how, how can we do this without that happening again? 
And so we ended up doing a mostly natural cycle with me doing like some pills and without the injections. Um, and that was the second time we ended up canceling because she said my estrogen was too low. So when we had the consultation after that, she was like, well, the pills that you were on were an estrogen inhibitor. And I was like, all right, well, let's do it completely natural. Like, let's not do any drugs at all except for the progesterone that you need at the end to simulate pregnancy before the transfer. And so that was actually one that ended up working, which makes sense because all the hormones and the functions in my body work right. I just don't have two. So they just had to put the embryo in my uterus and let my body do its thing. And that's the one that ended up um, being successful. All natural, baby. So, yeah, we kind of did tell y'all the truth last time. We knew it was pregnant. We was, yeah, <laughs> it was pregnant last time. You feel me? You just had to keep it real close. Yeah, we had just found out. Yeah. We didn't want to, you know. Listen, so Edwina caught something last episode. We did. So, once we wrapped up the show, I guess when y'all was getting to walk out the door, a comment was made. Edwina said, Did you hear that? I said, No, nah, I ain't hear that. You either said, he said, let's go, you got to go feed us. You either got to go feed us or we hungry. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. It's, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but we were sitting here and I was like, she's pregnant right now. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're really good at keeping, like, it's funny because people who I know who I interact with regularly, but I don't really like, talk to them about like personal affairs. It's oh, you pregnant? Oh man, why you tell nobody? Well, I did. So, <laughs> 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 I just, <laughs> yeah, I think people kind of started to realize. People started to realize what their position was. Uh, not like that, but like that. Ooh, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Just like, like um, the then the periphery right. like you're gonna see it like you'll, you'll, you'll see it on facebook <laughs> like i i'm i'm kind of the same way like we had discussions about this like we were joking like they're gonna think our baby ugly because yeah. i don't i'm gonna, not really showing photos like that uh-huh. like yeah yeah like it if you see my kid it's because you you've seen us in person you feel me like you're gonna get Oh, them flying the outfit from the side or oh, real, <laughs> real paparazzi style, like real celebrity status, but like not on some. I think my kid is better. He's gonna be on that Tyler Perry. You just gonna I was just thinking the the Tyler yeah, Perry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So my thing is this: um, I know how any given day Facebook gonna show me a picture of me doing something or saying something that I may not remember. I don't need my baby whole entire existence, like archive, not for the work. I, I want to archive for me. Like I'm gonna take a bunch of pictures and video. This will be for you. My, like instead of them, my people. Oh, I don't trust. Them. I don't think anyone knew we were pregnant. Like when we finally were, we didn't tell a soul. I think we had to get to twelve weeks before we said we would tell anybody. So I think we told like parents and siblings, like maybe like six, seven weeks. Yeah, that second time. It was just like, yeah. Um, and then we ended up really nobody else to like maybe like 16 or 17 weeks. And then we told like family and like real close friends, and then like most people didn't know to like five. 
<laughs> people kind of found out for me though like oh how y'all doing it like i i was super geeky oh yeah you break oh oh wow and i'm so how your day is today we pregnant yeah, yeah, we pregnant bro <laughs> we so pregnant around the day bro don't tell nobody don't tell nobody yeah so there's a lot of people to walk around So you want to tell them about your our IVF journey? I mean, you could give like a, a. I went through hell. We know it's hard for you. Ooh, it was so hard for me. I keep you in my prayers. You want to talk about it? Right. Ooh, I didn't know if I was gonna make it through it. Mm-mm. The, you want to talk about the, it? The hormone changes. The you want to talk about it? Shifting attitude. You want to tell a story? I feel like he's uh-uh, he not. He gonna keep doing that for a long time. I want him to go to the store. No, bro, it's your story. The only thing I can do is add my pieces when it's time. Because you don't went through it twice, so. What do you mean twice? Oh, okay. So I I'm guess sorry. I'll, I'll understand what you're saying. I guess I, I understand what you're saying. We've you, done a total of five IVF cycles. Five cycles. Um, when we did it, there wasn't an option of like going natural. It was all, I guess what you would call super cycle now. Um, so it was all just full all in medication. Um, the first cycle I ever did, I got overstimulated. So the medicine was just too much. So I know what you're talking about when you're over medicated and you just, you're, you feel a certain type of way and you can't fix it. So you just stuck there. So that was my first cycle, which did get canceled, um, because I was just too stimulated. Um, second cycle, we had a miscarriage. And the third cycle, we got our daughter. Um, similar to, to your story, how we found out that we needed to take the route of IVF was, I guess not really, but I was looking at a magazine and we thought we were going to get married, but we were really young and playing. And I was like, yeah, you got to check your credit and like, you got to get a test because it was obviously him, you know, he's the problem. So, you know, you got to get like the fertility test or whatnot. And I ended up doing it, and the doctor was like, it seems to be a problem. I did a dye test, and they were like, at the dye test, I went to Lakeland Regional, and I remember that day because the lady was like, you're never going to have kids. And then the doctor was like, she was not supposed to say that to you, but she did. Um, the old girl was cold. So they told me I was never going to have yes, kids. Right. Like, really, just I, w- I was in a funk since then, so we, we ended up going to the infertility specialist. We weren't married when we started our infertility journey. Um, and then I had my tubes, what I thought were going to be repaired, but they were blocked. So they were just removed. And I went into a surgery thinking that, oh, she, she, she ran over that. Right. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. She did, she did the look. I'm she, not done yet. Oh. <laughs> I thought they were going to be fixed. And then Kevin was able to make the decision to have them removed. So that's what happened to them. So yeah, I feel like I can't be trying to decide that story because I've heard the story from other I'm just saying, listen, so I'm in the waiting room. We done been through this process. The doctor is, and from lack of my understanding, I'm trusting what the doctor is saying. He's saying, listen, based off of what I've seen, what I've been through, it's best that we remove the tubes so that way she can have a successful um, IVF site because Tubes look this and that, and it ain't never gonna work, and blase blase. Like, we trying to, but it ain't gonna work. So I'm like, all right, man. 
I had to make a decision in that moment. In that moment, I made two decisions. One, to get your tools removed. One, get your tools removed. And number two, to ensure that I'm in the process, regardless of what happened in life, I make sure you can have a child. Even though we weren't married, I, I knew I had to go through the process. I'm going to call BS on it. But anyway. Not BS. Because we both did tests. And the doctor said, boy, you better not even nut on the carpet. Because you're going to get the carpet pregnant. Boy. You got <laughs> Don't nut on the carpet. So did you come to. Yeah, I came. I, I came. It feels like you're bragging on this podcast. Hey, my boy said, what? what, 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 what don't, don't drop it on the carpet. Gonna be baby carpets around. Here. <laughs> I said, "All right, I'm gonna put it on the car." <laughs> little rugs, little around. rugs, around. little rugs. <laughs> I'm totally done. I don't want to tell the story. No oh more. But I'm done with you. But so that's why I knew if, if, if I made it, it was a tough decision because he looked at me for a second like I wouldn't answer him because I didn't know what the right decision was. But I knew if I made that decision, I had to see this through to the end. And I did. And you have made me suffer ever since. That's why I'm not your favorite person. Man, you went through this. There was some kicking and screaming. So, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but whatever. So, I'm going to fast forward through the thing. So, we got pregnant with our daughter on our third IVF cycle. Uh, we spread froze some embryos if in case we ever wanted to do it again and i really thought that was like it so when the pregnancy test came i was excited we decided to let go of those embryos <laughs> i'm sorry that's my brother bro we fell on the baby carpet. that boy's stupid okay i'm so sorry so yeah, uh, yeah, so but we discarded them after we found out that we were pregnant with our daughter. Uh then a wait, few years later, huh? Wait. We just, I missed that. I see maybe. So y'all, yeah, how long did y'all keep them before y'all? Like a year. We came up for a year. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to go to the retrieval. The retrieval Really? See, I feel like I've done it. It just felt like second nature. Like I just knew the process, so it's like what well, you got to do. So she was looking forward to the drugs. That's not true at all. Yeah, you go do the um the retrieval. Like man, I got this Tylenol three. That was the implementation. First of all, the retrieval is when it's a real surgery and they put me to sleep and you had to sit there. You're so far yeah. removed, you don't even remember baby carpet. <laughs> It has been a minute. Kevin decided, I won't say Kevin decided, he approached me like years later and was like, I want to do it again. I want to have more than one kid. And so we made an agreement. I'll try twice. If it doesn't work after the second time, we got to dead the issue. So we went through two more cycles and then we had our And who happens to be your favorite person? He's my favorite person. That's well. He's just such a sweet person. He is. Um, but I still carry the war wounds from all of my IVF cycles. Like my back and side is just tore up from the needles and sometimes having to shoot myself. 
because Kevin couldn't make it. The progesterone needle I felt like was like this long. So yeah, like so usually yeah. I, I so I, I would be like Edwina is exaggerating. Like legit, the needle like this long, and it's it's so thick. Bro. It's thicker than normal needle. Like you gotta like, I will ask. I'm not gonna do it, but like you gotta like hit them right above it, like yep. the gluteus minute, bro. It's crazy. I'll be feeling so bad. I no, used to do like do that. Did most of my progesterone. Like the only time he didn't do it is when I was in California because I had. One time for Tanise, graduate from UCLA. That's, that right. Was, that's right. That's right. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, but that was it. Was like doing it myself is way worse than mm -hmm. doing it. We watched hella YouTube videos on how you had to like talk the skin. You got to like you know. Yep. Spread skin out. I felt so bad. I was just like, you yeah, know, it wasn't so bad at the beginning, but like after the spot got sore from you doing keep it. switching. Remember the one we had. Them, them ones, they didn't hurt so bad though, but them was the ones that caused like the hormone crash. Yeah. But the progesterone and oil was like, it was painful because it had to go in the muscle and it was a huge needle. Like yeah. the, the ones in the stomach was just like the insulin needle. Right. Um, but like when I had to do it myself when I was in California, I can't even tell you. Like, I was making myself bleed on accident. Yep. And like, it was, I don't know, part of it was the anticipation. Like I had to sit there and be like, yeah, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, so, like, and I was doing it at 3 o'clock in the morning, too, because the time different. Mm -hmm. And so I had to wake up out my sleep and do it and then, like, convince myself to go back to sleep right. in the morning. But yeah. it was worth it, though. It is worth it, but when you're going through it, like, people don't understand the process. It's a lot. It definitely is a lot. Um, Because the same way, like, I would make myself bleed trying to do it, but I didn't want to ask people for help. I felt like I was putting people out. But then once the spot gets bruised, you got to like push through bruises and it's just, it's a whole mind thing. And then we were heating it up, trying to make it like go in good. And yeah, yeah it's a lot. Water, use body parts, heat it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, because you got a couple warm zones. You feel me? Right. You a few warm zones. Some have some. More than others, use a warm zone, and then yeah, because it's in oil. So the if it's heated up, then it's not as thick. And what people don't know is if that progesterone level drops too low, then that's like a nine one one type of situation. I remember I wasn't like absorbing enough, so then I had to do uh, suppositories too, mm -hmm. and I was just the oily mess. <laughs> Why are you closing your eyes? It's just, that's just a fact. And then we were going every morning at 7. Oh, my God. We <laughs> have journey. Every day, 7 a.m., you go to the clinic. So before the retrieval, it was 7 a.m. to, like, measure and make sure, like, to tell me when it was time. Then it was checking your progesterone levels and making sure that was good. Ultrasound. It was just, it was a lot. See, mine, it was like, as we got closer, it was like every other day. It wasn't every and so it wasn't as bad. But I'm shocked. 6.15. I think that the cycle, like going through it, I really feel like it brought the two of us together. 
We had the most conversations about the parents we wanted to be on those car rides to Tampa every morning. I thought we had talked about every parenting situation we would ever like get into. We didn't even talk about nothing. It was all yeah. It was all us. But it felt good in the time. Like we thought we were gonna be really good, you know, at this parenting thing. What? Like, man, we finna kill this parenting shit. Look around like Yeah, man. I well, I don't even know how some boy look at these kids now, like what? We all survived us. Mm. <laughs> but I had a question, but I well, I'm going to give you your flowers. I will say before like our kids now can put on shoes and like fend for themselves before that point, Kevin was a excellent like father. He did. The- Wait a minute. Yeah, Why are you giving me early flowers? That for- sounded super backhanded. Because right now I'd be like, did they eat? And you're like, I don't know. They fix a sandwich or something. But before they old enough to fit for themselves, but I still make sure that that's why I said before they can put on shoes and like handle it themselves. Like now, man was a strange, like you're like, <laughs> what? To the podcast, no. he about to go to his other like house <laughs> or something like before. <laughs> I mean, but I feel like there's a part of this house that's like his other house, and we don't really see him. But he did like the chest on chest, like the skin to skin. He did all of that. He woke up. I never woke up at night. He did that. Yeah, like he was really in every IVF appointment I went to, whether it was just checking my blood or anything, he went. So I could have been doing just a P test and Kevin was driving to Tampa. So I'm just saying in those moments, you were there, you were present. In the moment you saw your daughter and like you looked at her, you were a whole different type of person. So yeah, can we talk about this for a second? Let's go. Like, people, oh yeah, we have a girl. Yeah, surprise. Uh, so her name is Anaya. Uh, her middle name is Denise. My middle name is Denise. So I had to uh, patch that along. So I keep hearing this thing. Like, oh man, you gonna have a girl? Your whole life it's gonna be different. You don't. You'll never experience a love like that type of love. Clearly, have no idea. I love experience. You feel me? You feel me? So, uh, that's like that's real. So I just part of me feel like it's cap that like this little kid is gonna come in and change my whole world. But another part of so many people have said can't be alive. So because you don't feel like you can love anybody any more than you already. Well, well I, I I know I I mean because like. This person depends on me, so like, there's a whole another level of like, responsibility. Mm, uh, it's different. I just, I don't know. It's, we'll see. You will. The, the moment that baby cried, and you realize how fragile life is, and you got to take care of it, and this child is going to look to you to be the example for every man that she sees. It's, it, it's different. So, for me, like, I was in the same way, like, man. I don't know. We're gonna see. Moment that little girl cried, I'm gonna just <laughs> be you know, I'm, I'm all in the mom, 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 mom. mom. You get to see that. She, 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 she here. She here, mom. My mom like, boy, quit crying. So like, I'm like, that happened for real. Yeah, like she can't stop. Interesting. You, I got it all out because I knew when you woke up, you was gonna be hating. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get all that out. Oh, it, it, it hit different. And, and I think what it was the realization that 
all the work we went through because this IVF process is different than normal conception. So yeah. you get to see this process so early. From the worries to, like I said, we had a, it was overstimulated the first cycle. You had a miscarriage the second cycle. The third cycle, it was like, is the baby gonna stay? What are it gonna do? What are it gonna do? Then the baby stuck and it was like, okay, let's make sure. Then we had to rush it to the hospital because yeah, they thought she wasn't gonna make it. Right. So it was just always it was something. So yeah, for her to actually be right. Here, so yeah. for her to be here and hear that crowd, like this little girl, she's nine pounds under some ounces, and I think she was seven pounds, bro. I think that was KJ. They both were seven pounds. Some pounds. The baby's <laughs> baby, baby about a pound in this thing. Baby's, baby was some pounds. But, <laughs> hey, I'm a fact checker. Oh. I mean, if the baby book upstairs, just look at it. I will. But once once that child enters into this world, it's something different. Because I got the experience at first, um, because of the process we went through, you know, she had to have a C-section and she was knocked out. So child cried. I do this, then it went to my own. Yeah. She knocked out, she didn't get it, which is you know, sad within itself, but you know. We want to make sure the baby was here. It just it just hit different, and it will hit you differently. And you're gonna look at people differently. People that who had babies before holding your baby, you're right. gonna you're gonna just stare at them like I'll be blanking. I'm like, baby, you touching my baby too wrong. Did you? Did you that is it? the thing. Kevin would not let anybody touch his child. Like, oh yeah, Mark, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm I'm not saying nobody can touch it. Like, nobody. I just. I don't know. I'm already like that now. Like she'll tell you, <laughs> like it's been a few times since we've been here that she's in. I'm like, you good, you good. Like I'm, I'm super vigilant. <laughs> I think that's the, probably the best word. You're the you noise in the house. You alright? You alright? You, you good? What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Because if I don't hear nothing, like if I don't get an answer, like. Like for example, yesterday at the the Boss Fest uh, board meeting, when you were like, "Oh, I did this thing. I feel like y'all appreciate what I did." Like almost like right after you did it, I'm like that. If I don't hear something, if I don't get a response immediately to my question, oh, I'm like I'm coming around and be like, "Hey, you, good? you okay?" <laughs> yeah, like so I know I'm gonna be like on 22 with a little person. Uh, I don't know, like. I'm not, I'm not like scared. I was scared, but I think the first round, our first attempt that was unsuccessful kind of alleviated all the fear. Now I'm just like, I'm ready, but I'm not rushing. Because I'm trying to enjoy mm -hmm. all of I it. I got a much. question. So the first cycle that was unsuccessful, like did it not take or was there like a yeah. problem or something? I mean, well, I mean the the embryo just didn't stick. Like, we... so the pregnancy test was negative. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. I was just asking. Yeah. Oh, good question. Thank so, you. So my question is, I remember. Okay, good so, job. Come on. So I know when we started this process, we was in our early to mid twenties. We know you just celebrated your fortieth birthday. I ain't gonna ask the lady her age. Okay. She's not 
All I'm saying is, I didn't know. Got, I didn't know if got me a young thing. You barely got me a young thing. <laughs> Try to throw shots. Ask your question, sir. So, after this process, do y'all see you going through this again? Uh, we'll probably do one more. I told he asked me at one point, how many favor. I told him he's a good man. So, if he want me to have a hundred, I. I was like, Brad, like but I knew he didn't want me to have a hundred, so he didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Some people say, hey, I'm trying to pop it. Yeah. Crazy. I already knew you were. No. So like I said, it was easy to say that because I knew that was the point. Um, <laughs> but no, we we have, what, five more embryos? Four or five? Yes. Um, but we'll probably just do We figure we, yeah, we're going to we gonna, we, we gonna do one at a time and we'll see how, how yeah. that People was tripping, talking about which twins and all that crazy stuff. I don't say that. Don't you didn't want twins? Hell no. No. I wanted them so no. bad. Why would I want, like, one That's kid is already a life It changer. is, but. Like, I plan on nursing. Both? That's a lot. <laughs> See, I didn't think about that, which I nurse too, right. but I was just thinking I don't got to do another IVF cycle. So I got two in one shot. Well, you know, I think for me, it's a little yeah, different because, um, because the natural cycle was like, so I don't think we talked that much last time about the natural cycle, but the natural cycle was like, I was almost like mad at my doctor for doing the procedure at first because the natural cycle was like a two and a half, three week cycle. Um, I didn't do any meds at all except for the progesterone and oil the last week. And then, of course, I had to keep going through the transfer. Um, but literally, the progesterone and oil is the only med I did, and I did that through 12 weeks pregnant. Um, but it was. Like, I literally just went about my regular life. I feel jealous. This sounds crazy. Yeah. Like, I literally just went about my regular yeah. life. But they measured my line in every couple of days. And they was like, all right, you're good. You know, you're doing what it's supposed to do. Wow. And so, five days before the transfer, I started progesterone and oil. They did the transfer. And you had already done the retrieval. So, this was the mm-hmm. frozen embryo. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, and we had already done genetic testing, so we knew the embryo was good, you know. And so it was just. And people don't know, they get grades too, like the embryo. Yeah. So you know, like, this is A1 quality embryo. Yeah. It's weird. It's like, for those of y'all who don't know. You get a list. Yeah, you get a a spreadsheet. You get an Excel spreadsheet with numbers. uh, And then this is like the number of the egg. Remember the embryo, the gender. Uh, for us, we were carriers for sickle cell. But that's why we had to do genetic testing. They want to see whether or not uh, we were going to have kids with sickle cell or what have you. So whether or not they had it, they were carriers or they didn't have it, or if they didn't have enough genetic material uh, in the embryo to like tell you. How that's- and mm-hmm. then like some of the embryos, like they they were, I don't remember if it was the euploid or like whatever, but like some of them, they say like you don't transfer those period because they cannot end in pregnancy. Like the the embryo just won't develop. Yeah. Um. And so we ended up with. We was in double digits. Yeah. They they pulled twenty five eggs. We ended up with fifteen that got tested. Um. And like with like six or seven that were. Which are good numbers. We, because we're so old school, we didn't know gender. 
uh, and they did testing on us. So our embryos didn't go through testing, but they did get graded. Um, each day we would get a call, like when the cells would divide on what was, you know, still considered A, B, um, and so on. That's how it worked for us. So y'all knew y'all were having a girl the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They won. Yeah. So we actually <laughs> told them we didn't want to know the genders, but it was in the script. So it, it was like right next to the number. I was like, it was kind of I hard was not so to be. mad. I was so mad. Really? Cause, yeah, because not, not mad, not at the gender. Yeah, he was wrong. Like, boy, boy, man, yeah. he had a girl. No, no, <laughs> definitely not that. I, I was mad that we didn't get some time before we found out. The IVF process is so clinical. It like, yeah, like birth is a magical thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm having a baby is a magical thing, and I feel like the only magic we get is like current labor. Which I mean, no discount to that. Uh, I, I'm not built no few horses over here, you feel me? Uh, but like I wanted to find out at some is this boy is the girl? Uh, is no. Well, so when people like, oh, you might have a boy. I might, I might not. You, <laughs> like, well, what you want? I just want a healthy baby. That's all I ever told people. You I'm might as well just say I want a girl because you knew that's what you were having. Because then I don't want people to to I don't because it wasn't a preference thing. We yeah. we literally chose the healthiest embryos, like the ones that were most likely. It was all girls. Like the healthiest yeah. ones was the girls. Like the boys. That's just what happened for Yeah, you might have sickle cell, pimp. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be a carrier, my dude. Like it's high. So the difference, I felt like for me, when I left like my infertility clinic and then I went to like regular life. It was a big difference for me. Did y'all feel that too? Like, um, it was a little. I don't know, but it was a little weird for me because I was. I kind of got used to going to the doctor every day. Better. Um, because mm -hmm. um, like you get used to going to the doctor all the time, and then like my doctor's office was real like close. Like that, my I felt like my doctor was just as invested in me getting pregnant as I was. Um, and so, Shout out to Dr. Patel. Yeah, but like, like I dealt with the same doctors, same nurses all the time, and so it was It's okay, just just rest. Like, rest? No, that's not an answer. So it definitely I mean, it felt very different to me to switch. That's why I was asking. See, I think it, it definitely was a difference for me in terms of the switch, but 
I don't do an OB because we're having a home birth, so I have a midwife. So it's just like I can text her, call her. Like it's not, it's not a difference between going from like a family environment to like a feeling like a number. It's just I guess the frequency of the visits is more different. Um, but I still like it, I, don't, I don't feel like oh I'm just a number like you know who I am. <laughs> she know all my stuff, you know. Um, and so. No, we just gonna have to end that right at eight. That's all that means. Sound guy, ain't about the sound. It is because it's also his job to to charge the equipment. That's part of the sound guy um, job description. We just sound guys for sound. Listen, man, she be at And DJ done left the podcast. <laughs> I do my best. So I want to say I hated being pregnant, but how is your pregnancy going? Oh, it's great. Like, I, 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 sometimes I feel bad talking about it in front of people because, like, it's a lot of people like, oh, I had morning sickness or I was hurting so much. I ain't really had none of that. Like, literally have not, like, had any more sickness, haven't grown up that one. I had, like, a little bit of queasiness in the beginning, but, like, not nothing to speak of. Um, every once in a while, like, she'll knee me or elbow me somewhere, but it not no real pain. My feet be swelling up. Um, but it's been good. That's good. I feel like that's, I shouldn't even say good, that's amazing, because I went through it more the second time with the boy than I did the first time with the girls. I, I don't know, kidding. I just think it was all. The second time was definitely rough. Like, when you got to go find people, you know, make find people with the same blood type, you know, that's just. I had a donor list with um, my son, so like um, the placenta, like he was sitting on top of it. Mm. So the bigger he grew, they were like, it was going to detach. So if I kept going through the pregnancy, then there was like some risk if I bled out. So I spent most of that pregnancy on bed rest. Um, but they thought he had heart problems. It was just so much stuff. And I was like, pregnancy sucks. But um, <laughs> yeah, I did. I had a, a donor list so that people would come and, you know, give blood if we needed it. Oh, wow. We didn't have to use it. Thank God. Um, the more he grew, the placenta sort of shifted, mm-hmm. and then he was just okay. But I want to ask the men in the room from the men's side, because I do talk to people who personally like tell me their IVF journey, and a lot of women feel like they do the journey alone, and then if we feel like we do it alone, husbands really don't have an out. You know what I mean? Like There's not like a boy group talking about how we went through this. So from your perspective, how do you guys feel about the IVF journey? Oh, I'm about to say I guess, <laughs> I guess I'm the guest, so I'll go first. Uh, so it's interesting because like I I'm, I remember like baby's kids, right? Like Robin Harris, the whole test tube baby, like that was like a derogatory ass term, right? So IVF essentially, it like in vitro fertilization is like, you know, you fertilize a baby in glass. Legit, 
you having a test tube, baby. Like, so like for me, that that kind of like is the first thing that hits is like, damn, we've come such a long way that this process uh, used to be seen as a joke and derogatory, but like, unfortunately, so many people have to do it. Like when we pull up to the fertility clinic and like we there first appointment in the morning and the parking lot is on smash already. It's just like, damn, you, you don't realize how big of an issue it is um, until you're going through it. I find that now that I'm going through it, like, I don't, I talk about what I go through. It don't bother me none. So, like, I got a homeboy who him and his wife are trying to uh, go about it. And he was asking me questions. I was like, oh, yeah, man. Uh, I gave him the wrong name of the, the fertility clinic. I had to come back and give him the right name because I called it the wrong thing. But, like, we can talk, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know I didn't have anybody to talk to about it before, but now that I'm going through it, it's like, hey, if you need somebody to talk to, holler at me, I'll let you know what I know. Um, because we need that that camaraderie. I, I assume that it it's different now because it's so much more common. I assume that that's probably a different feeling for you, Kev, because it, it was a while ago. I don't say like a while ago like that. It was a while ago. Was Our was daughter while. is 17. In so. terms of like, how far I get early. So for me, it was it was almost annoying. Like because people didn't really understand the process. And what I would get would I would I would get a whole bunch of if if God meant for y'all to have this, they go, he gonna give this, he gonna bless you with this. So, so, like, Doctors ain't always right, and da 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 da. So you know, when God sees fit to give it to you, then He gonna give it to you. Just keep praying. And for me, I'm I believe in God, but my religious switch is, bro. I'm only gonna give you so much. Right. Before I show you a little bit of my devil. Right, lived experience. Right. So I'm like, listen, man, my situation's different. I don't necessarily want you to guide me through this. I just need somebody I can be like a sounding board because there was no one to talk to. There was no other men that I could say, oh, man, let me talk to you. Even when we was going through the process and they, like, put you in the group of, uh, I remember we showed up for, like, this group session of infertility people. We walked in the room. First off, we the only black people in the room. Then next thing, you know, we the youngest people in the room. People, like, like they're looking at them. So you're looking at 40-year-old white women and, you know, middle-aged white couple, they looking back at us like, why, why are they here? And then their perception of black people is right. supposed to be so sexualized. Right, so, it, so it was already that type of energy and stuff, and I feel like sometimes even we'd be sitting in the waiting room, people like, man, why are y'all here? And it, for, for me, it was like, there was, it was only her. And it was trying to keep her in the game because the process was like, very gruesome, but I didn't have a sound. So I'm glad that I, that people who are going through it, that I can tell my story to, and they'll ask me questions. I'm glad now that I can be that, hey man, you're not alone, it's okay. This is what I did to cope with it. Man, you need something to drink, let's go get some. Listen, whatever right. we gotta do to get through this, to help you get through this together. Yeah, There's no, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you, well, if God meant for you to have it, then he gonna bless you. And, just go to your pastor and pray. Let him put hands on, on the woman's stomach. And, what the fuck, right, like, what you right. like, bro, yeah, like, why like, are you trying to get Bro, I used to tell people, like, stop trying to pregnant my wife and feel so uncomfortable. Like, 
get out of there. <laughs> like, just get out of there. Sometimes you want to just listen and not just try to find an answer. Yeah. Sometimes I just need somebody to just talk. Just, I don't need the answer. I just need to be able to get it off my chest. And it wasn't up. So I'm glad now that it's better for men now. I'm glad that even as a community, we're now being more aware of this thing that's impacting us. And we like say, hey, there's a lot of couples out there who are dealing with more and more infertility things. And who knows what the true root cause is. Your situation different from Edwina's. But food might be just killing us all. Well, it, it is killing us. It is. But it's, 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 it's a wild situation. You got about maybe five percent more. Okay. Big at that, which, which means you got about two percent. So, what what other last questions you got before? Like, if you missed it, uh, be sure to check out the baby shower video. Um, we did celebrate our baby shower on 11, 12, 23. 11 plus twelve equals twenty-three. Uh, it does. I'm very glad that we were able to do that. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like we were super. Was that intentional? Or that was just I a, was gonna ask that. Like it, it wasn't initially, but like when number, like when dates equal like that, like those are always perfect. So yeah, it just happened. You were just day. like whatever. No, nah, we did. It. Well, we ended up doing his birthday party in the baby shower back back because his family was flying in from California and. Airline tickets, like they know how expensive they are. Right. Um, and so we One wanted flight. them to be able to celebrate both without having to you know, get another job. Um, <laughs> and so um, we did them both back to back, and it was the weekend before his birthday. So. Okay. If y'all support and y'all love us, uh, we appreciate you most definitely. Uh, if you want to, you know, <laughs> if you want to show some love to the registry, I'll drop it in the comments. Feel free. Listen, let's be for real. Listen, yeah, yeah, follow the registry. Don't, 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 don't bring them none of them diapers they don't want. Don't do that. I'm don't gonna do that. do that. This my people. Let me be the bad guy. I don't mind being the bad guy. There it is. So very sensitive. Don't be bringing them Dollar Tree diapers. How about some? I looked out. No, you didn't. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't so know if the Dollar like, Tree has like diapers. Two in a pack, you get like two, two packs. It is just like I think that's you, you, for like you wrote a three. You know, you, you, you got to do the the same because it's a process man i have to unplug this and clip that it's just too much work bro i gotta go to put in the applications for the sound guy again i made my hour deadline man it's just too much so since kevin is forcing us to wrap up because i feel like i had like another the ipad is forcing us to wrap up ipad is meaning forcing it's kevin up, run it. I want to know have you guys made like a parenting plan? Like, and what I mean mm -hmm. specifically is I think Kevin and I are very overly protective, or maybe we have just tried to give our kids like everything that we didn't have 
good or bad. We just try to do that. Oh, it don't um, fuck them up. They spoiled. Yeah, see, I'm not doing that. Yeah. So we wanted to know, like, if you guys have. Dang, talked about it. Yeah. I, I say not more of a parenting philosophy than a parenting plan. Like, we definitely. Our child is going to be well loved, but she's going to have everything she needs and a lot of stuff she wants. But we value also right. her being able to do the same thing that we did. Like, we both grew up with not a whole lot of material things, and we learned how to provide for ourselves. And so we want to make sure that we raise a child that can be independent. By the time that it's time for her to be independent, like we don't want her to be like, oh, I just I expect stuff to be handed to me because stuff has always been handed to me. So she's gonna know how to work. She's gonna she, she will work. <laughs> um, and then I think also we both value like education, um, intelligence, and independence. So like we want to do like a Montessori type philosophy and allow her to self teach in a lot of ways and give her access to her own intelligence. So that she can figure out who she is as a person. I know for me, it's really important to allow her to be herself, not whatever projected image that I have for her to be. Like, I really believe that she has her own purpose outside of us that she's going to be put in this world for. And I will not be the person that's standing away. But we also not going to lie. I know some people hear that and feel like, oh, they're going to have this little free spirit. She's going to be running the house. This little kid will not be running my damn no, we house. we definitely believe in structure. Trust and believe. <laughs> Trust and believe. And for all y'all out there who keep telling me this little girl is going to be, I'm going to be wrapped around her finger. You will. I got something for y'all. I got something for y'all. Read between the lines. <laughs> my history teacher told me. I feel like their their parenting, I guess, we real old school. I feel like it's gonna go out the window. Oh, it's going straight out the window. Like we gonna watch this like, process. No, we gonna no, be I here. Mean, to I don't know. Like my so when my niece was born, like when she was two, my sister had a stroke. So I became almost basically a parent at sixteen because I was living with my sister at the time. And this is a lot of the philosophy I had with helping raise my niece. My niece is about to be twenty-one. Oh my right. god! And so that's the one that was crying at the baby shower. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love you. Uh, but no, that's that's very much the same philosophy. I mean, obviously, I was younger. I didn't have as many resources then, but it has been a very successful philosophy. Like, I just ran into somebody today who was like, oh, I didn't know that was your niece. She's very respectful. She's so smart. You know, she's in college. She works. She, you know, all that stuff. So she high maintenance, but she knows she got to take care of her own maintenance, too. You know, and so it ain't. it's not untested. Fair enough. Were you going to ask any like, last questions? Nope. It just made me think about you. I, I think the person that you that we raised is kind of like that. But then, on the other hand, there's definitely a lot of things we let slide and we let them have. That typically, I think, if we wouldn't have gone through this process, probably wouldn't have been, you know. What See, I'm not using this process to, like, she don't get no extra <laughs> shit bonus because she was an IVF baby. Like, I don't mean shit to me. He means everything well, to fuck, me. Nah, excuse, fuck all that. No, no, because my daughter can go outside. Like what? My little no, she's going her. outside. Her little feet gonna get dirty. Yeah, she gonna she have. She could if her dad was like right there, but I was afraid of like the neighborhood, and I was a parent looking to see like the predators that were close. I was just doing the most. I'm not tripping. Right, <laughs> I'm not tripping. I'm man. I'm not tripping over none of that. She couldn't go to nobody's house. Well, so she like, still can't even go to I, 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 I see us being at the house that 
other kids come yes, to. Yes, that's what we are. But that ain't got nothing to do with her being an IVF baby. That's just, one, that's how I was raised. But yeah. two, I don't know. I, in my line of work, you really realize how you can't control. Um, and so that that don't have nothing to do with IVF for me. That's just my parents' philosophy. Like you give them a little bit more freedom as, as they, they get older, yeah. but you still it's still your job. You know, for and me, ain't got nothing to do with children. Sure. You know, like I I don't know. I teach high school, so I feel like I get the the I see what happens. Went with certain parenting styles are like I see the end result or like the the fruit of that labor, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yep, won't be doing this, won't be doing that, won't <laughs> be doing this, hell no to this. Oh yeah, so high school makes it easy for me, and like I didn't, I purposely saved my energy for like I didn't work with little kids. I don't work with high school kids. Yeah, me they're annoying. But like my little kid, if it's that, that's she gonna be annoying, but she's my little kid. That's different. Mm-hmm. But that don't mean she can like be disrespectful. We're not having. It. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them disrespectful. I yeah. get a kid. She's not having a phone. Like she's not gonna drink like juice. I'm so I'm so serious, yeah. bro. So serious. She a like cell phone. She, like she can have like juice that came out of some fruit. Yeah, but like talking about that piece. I'm the cell phone technology. No. Not not for not at least a few years. Like, no. And these baby got iPads. That's because they people be with the iPads and they phone all the time. Have y'all seen what kids do and just take away them devices after they used to have them? No. They be straight dope team, and I don't want that. Yeah, I, kids on But they what? went. That wasn't the norm. It's yeah, the norm and, and the technology is different now. Six months. But yeah. the technology is way different now. Like we've done a lot of research into the technology that they use to. Literally, they hire psychologists and psychiatrists to make kids addicted to the technology. And that, like, when a child's brain is being formulated and you introduce that, like, they literally, like, I work with people who have addictions every day. And they mm-hmm. literally have the same response yeah. as people who are addicted to right. hard drugs. And, wow. yeah, I'm not, we're yeah, not doing that. We're not playing them game. Like, I think we were parents in our 20s, you know, when we did IVF. I definitely think we would do things differently. We're older now. We know a little bit more. Um, So I think that's a plus for you guys because you've had a chance to experience life and like. What? You ready to give me my third one? There's. (laughs) You're funny, but, you know, that's completely impossible at this point. Um, I threw all those organs away. Yes. So, but I do think we would be different if we would have done it later. Although I'm very happy that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I, I kind of go back and forth about it. I be doing the math. I tell people this all the time. Like by the time she graduated high school, I'm you gonna like, be popping. Yeah, I'll be like 58. So like I'm already knowing. Like her friends could be like, "Hey, your granddad, hella cool." And she needs to know to check their little ass. Like, <laughs> like a granddad. That's your dad. Oh, I passed. And like, now nah, that's your dad. Like, you know, my dad. No, is I still think, Oh, okay. So like, I I don't well, know. My, I was born when my dad was forty. So like, to me, it's not that. It's my normal. That yeah. age too, and no one knew any different. Yeah, I just I like I I'm making sure I'm gonna stay active. You feel me? Like that's that's definitely a part of the game. Uh, being healthy 
being financially sound. Those are like my my two goals. Um, I think this is going to help me stay youthful. I feel like a lot of people are kind of in their mind, they feel like they don't want to have kids when they're older because, you know, you have your kids when you're younger. That way you can still have some of your, some adult life to enjoy and do whatever. Like, I don't know. I feel like everything that I personally wanted to do, I did. And it, like, I'm kind of boring. <laughs> Low key, like, I do exciting stuff because I get paid to do exciting stuff. I don't pay to do exciting stuff. <laughs> See, like for me, the age thing is so interesting because, like, people in my family live to be like, oh, like, I just went to see my 91 year old auntie today. Um, but I remember my grandma, like, I was talking to her one day on the phone, and she was 90 at the time, and she was like, oh, when I get old, remind me of something, something. And I was like, okay. duly noted, <laughs> you know, because, like, she was very driving for a lot of them. Yeah, my grandma was very adamant, like, old is a mindset. You know, and so I, I got that example my whole life because my grandparents were in their 60s when I was a kid, you know. Um, and so it never, being old never felt like a burden or a bad thing to me. It was just like, if you if you live to be 70, 80, 90 years old, that's a blessing. And so like, and then my people wasn't like in a wheelchair for the last 10 years of their life. They weren't stuck on the couch or stuck in a, you know, rocking right. chair like they were active in their 80s and 90s. And so that that's the example to me. Like, you keep moving. Go run on the soccer field with her. You know, all that type of stuff. So I ain't really worried about being older as a parent. What I was worried about with the prospect of being a younger parent was finances. But kids, Preach. So we are in a much better position than we would have been. <laughs> we had kids with us. I guess yeah. we can speak to that because we spent all of our dollars on IVF um, when we were younger. We got together at 19. We slept on the floor for a while, like just trying to like build up. And then when we decided to do IVF, although I had found like a job because a nurse was like, find a job that'll help you pay for it. So that was like our end to doing it. But we still spent all the coins, medication, co-pays. So we were struggling. Um, we struggled a lot. We did struggle a lot. And honestly, the, the process behind it was, um, it's, it, it's crazy. Because when you, when you think about the struggle, none of that even matters. But you think about how much money we had to spend for medication and stuff. We regular people. Like, I got kicked out of college, so... I had to go get a regular job and I had to rush between lunch breaks to give injections and shots and all this stuff. Man, it was crazy. And then we made it. Yeah, yeah our, our bedroom yeah. was like a little hospital room for a little bit. Sharks containers. And... It was. <laughs> yeah, we was... still got sharks containers in the house, but it was a lot. I'm going to take them over. Yeah, I, I think that's a testament, though. Like, I don't know if people understand how much of a sacrifice it is to go. Because it's like, I, some people, I, some people get pregnant, however, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't even be trying to make have a baby, and then they be shit parents, and that make me mad. Because it's like, you got people who want to be good parents, 
who can't, you know what I'm saying? Who can't put up five figures to damn near six when it's all said and done to, to be able to have a baby life. So it's, I'm grateful for the position that we're in. I'm glad that we can afford to do it, like not only financially, be signing in my bag, but just to be in the, have the emotional wherewithal to be like, all right, I know that this is the best decision, regardless to what the ticket is. This is what we want. And this is what, like, we had a conversation. If, it, if this don't work, our life is good. Like, we can be straight. Like, when she came to me and was like, hey, if this don't happen again, I want to be strong. I'm good. Like, our life is great. I don't want to mess up what we have, trying to bring in something that we don't have. And it was like, I think once we made that mental sacrifice, God we good. <laughs> I think that's pretty amazing because I didn't want to marry Kevin until I knew that I could have his kid. So we kind of like put things on hold to she make it pass not. this thing. I proposed to her while giving her an ejection. Oh, wow. I don't know wow. what happened. <laughs> I wow. don't remember that. It was on, it was, uh, I think it was like a Valentine's. It was Valentine's Day. And we was doing injections. The data. Mm-hmm. I remember he proposed on Valentine's Day. I don't but remember I can't, the fact but I can't, that he was so, giving me an yeah. injection. So there's no reason for me to come home from work uh, and, 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 and lunchtime except for injection. So okay, okay. Uh, happy Valentine's Day proposal. And I was like, man, and, and I wanted to let you know, man, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm with you, babe. This has been a journey. This 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 idea process has been hell on both of us, but I definitely see the stress it puts you through. And I want you to know, regardless, I want you. And you was like, yeah, but we got to make sure I get you this baby first. I ain't got to be gone with me. Looking over my shoulder, you telling me you want an X amount of kids, and all of a sudden I got this random bitch down the corner talking about some she yeah, had your baby. Yeah, because you know I can nut on the carpet, have a little carpet. All bed. right. Oh, skeet, 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 carpet, baby. Okay, so I, guess I, do, I remember that piece of it. I just didn't remember the injection part. I'm just saying, you know what I, you know what I really dislike about going through IVF? And it's not really the process itself. It's like sometimes the insensitive-ass people who know you went through this, who say dumb shit like, man, I'm struggling, trying no, I'm just saying, like, that is not what you're gonna do tonight. What? No, no, nah, I have cats at work, man. But they'll be like, man, why you going back in? Like, why, why, like, why you That's going true. back in? See, <laughs> <That's different. laughs> see, see the comments be throwing me down. Listen, the, the, the comments be throwing me up. I be trying to stay focused. But, um, but, um, shit. somebody told my was having. Right, yeah, like he yeah, was yeah. wrapping up. He done started a whole new conversation yeah. well, over I, here. I, we got a new camera now, yeah. so we good. <laughs> they, they just got to hear my voice. They don't got to see me. I think for me, um, what got me the most with IVF, it's just oh, people's ignorance. And not, not just that they're ignorant, like they're being insensitive. Like they're really they trying. Just they just don't understand. Like uh, we went on a cruise and uh, I had a family member was like, oh, y'all getting a suite. Oh, man, y'all, y'all gonna come back with a baby. Like, bruh. You know I don't have a kid. 
like even though we, I we have to do IVF, <laughs> like, like literally, I we can be that dumb shit. Like right? all, <laughs> we can be on the stage during a little couples thing and just get it in. It's not gonna happen. Like it's just that's not you know, and that's not what we do. You you don't <laughs> no <laughs> yeah right no it's not not at all. I just could and it still wouldn't. Uh, but it's um, it's interesting how people don't seem to understand that like I can't get pregnant through conventional means. Or like the people at like even it's just at his birthday thing. party a couple weeks ago, we was dancing. People were like, oh, that's how y'all got like this right. now. Y'all gonna like, get another one? Mm. Yeah, I think they just not. say things just to, <laughs> it sounds good. It's muscle memory. Yeah, yeah. even thinking about it because they hadn't had to go through it, so it's like a muscle memory. This is what you say to other people, so right. this is this is what you see. Say those are the comments. Like, I was okay with that kind of stuff, but the like, when are y'all gonna have a kid? Like, don't keep asking me when we're gonna have a kid. The abortion thing is really like a, a touchy subject for me. Um, and then, like, when we lost the pregnancy, like, so when y'all gonna try again, like, right. chill Get out, out my yeah. face, yeah, right. yeah, so, like, yeah. those type of. Those were like the worst pieces for me. Um, I think I spoke about this on the last show. Like if I had a friend who needed like a, a ride, she was, you know, getting something done. Like if I take myself out to support you, people need to know like that's real support. It's yeah. hard for me. That's hard for me. Now my kids are even like older because I remember what I wanted so bad and couldn't have. But I'm here standing beside you. And it's just so easy. For right. Me. So those things are still hard. But that's why I was like, Kevin, don't go there with me um, today. But there were definitely like a couple different instances where people are very insensitive because you're talking to me about your struggle, not knowing that we just went through something traumatic. Right. Or even if you do know, like, stop talking to me. Like, for it's, real. Especially if you know. Hell, if right. You, if you know, you should understand. And they don't. We, I used to have to be like, I'm going through IVF. And I'm like, what? Man, you gotta watch a Lifetime movie with the white lady who got that like what? Just forget. Because there was no like examples in our community yeah. of what it was, and people were just like, I don't know. I even remember talking to Kevin's mom, like, yeah, we're gonna do. She's like, I don't know. Just tell me when we're gonna have a grandbaby. And like, All right. like we yeah. don't know. Like, literally, yeah, right, like, right. I don't, I don't know. And like because people didn't know, it was also like they didn't want to understand either. So it was just like hands off. Like I just tell you when. When my stomach get big, I guess I'll, yeah. I'll clue you in. But yeah, it's definitely hard. I will say that now that we are uh, pregnant, uh, it's interesting because like we did this weight loss journey before we did this IVF journey. So um, up until like Three weeks ago, <laughs> most people had no idea she was pregnant. Like, you look at her, if you look at her straight on, you'd be like, okay. You look at her from the side, oh, wait, what's going on there? You know, like, but now you look at her from the side, okay, it's, it's a baby in there, bitch. I think, right? You know, because <laughs> there are some people who, um, who, who look, as if they're uh, expecting for various reasons. So, like, I always be trying not to be insensitive. I, I see, like, I know this at more, too. Like, you can really tell more, like, this can't really, some people don't know what's going on. Um, but I think it's fascinating now 
that people are just now we're at the normal stage of pregnancy. So the whole insensitivity is like, oh, yeah, you're pregnant. Okay, cool. Like, if we said IVF, nobody would ever think the wiser. That's such an odd thing to me. Like, this whole, we have to go through this particular way to have a baby um, that people don't seem to understand. But once this baby is here, like, now you're in the normal crew. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. now you're normal. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Such a bizarre. Concept. But I feel like that's because people like have this expectation of like this life pattern. You're supposed to find somebody and then you're supposed to get married and then you're supposed to have babies. And they like have this expectation for how you live your life. Um, and so when you're not meeting that expectation, I don't even think a lot of people realize consciously that it's real disrespectful for like people to put that expectation. Like, like people, we, was married for six years before and so people like oh when y'all having a baby when we get ready to right right <laughs> you yeah, know that's why it's like we practicing and then they get awkward yeah. it's like yeah <laughs> the asked. question was awkward right. for me so now we're up to the yeah i know we didn't think about it as well i wish i had now i would say a whole bunch of crazy shit to people I don't feel like I said crazy stuff. I just felt like the way that it felt awkward to for them to ask me the question. I have a, a way with words that I can make make them mirror that feeling to kind of cut that situation off with like one comment. And so, uh, yeah, I I think that's very clever because I think we just got in our feelings yeah. um, about. I about to say, yeah, it just changed colors on me. I ain't know. No, you good. It's coming back. Yeah, I can I'm watching it go in and out. So I guess as we as we wrap this up, I'ma leave y'all like with this. I'm I'ma say because all our stuff is just having technical difficulties. Brenda can still hear you though. I know. That's they why I'm gonna leave them okay. um with this. Nope. So I'm entering my cry girl phase. So if I'm crying at some point, y'all just know I still feel like all those emotions, not thinking that I was going to ever be a mom and like graduation's coming. So I feel like really emotional about being able to go through those things with her. Now her getting to leave. And every time we take a little step, like when my son went from elementary school to middle school, it was like, oh my God, because I never thought we were going to be able to have those moments. So I feel like we're different people because of our kids. Like you get to experience those things with them. I don't even know the people that we are. Like, if we would have been together, had we not had a kid, that's just you know, my transparent moment. Nah, bro, I ain't gonna lie. We wouldn't be together, right? Ooh, we probably wouldn't be together. But anyway, so as I go through my <laughs> cry girl phase, I just want to say, like, people be sensitive to other people. Right now, I'm very blessed to be a mom because I never thought that was going to be my reality. So if y'all see me crying about something special to my kids, y'all know, like, this for me is amazing because I do get to experience these moments and IVF is what got me there. So if someone has questions, um, we didn't answer a lot of questions on a podcast, but if you want to know like details or something, I'm very open about that journey. Now, now I am because I am very far removed from the pain I was feeling at the time. I am saying now. So that's so interesting because that, that wasn't my experience. Like, my faith is really strong. So for me, it was more so the process that was hard. Like 
God told me like a long time ago, like you're gonna get your baby, but it ain't gonna be in your time in the way you want it. It's gonna be the way that it's supposed to be. And so for me, it was like I never felt like, oh, I'm not gonna be a parent. I felt like, oh shit, this is hard. Oh, this, oh, this next thing. Oh, I thought it was gonna be this time. And it was just more, I think, frustrating. Because I, it's like when you know you're gonna get to the end result, but it's like, oh, I got this next hurdle. Oh, I got to do this other thing. Oh, I thought I was almost there. Oh, like my daddy when I was a kid, he used to have this sign up, and they said every time I'm about to make ends meet, somebody moves the ends, and that's how I felt. And I was like, dang, like I know this is all gonna come together. I have faith that it's all gonna come together, but like for real, <laughs> you know. And so, um, I don't know. Like for me, it's just like. It feel like nobody moved. That's good. I understand what you're saying because I definitely felt like things were placed in my path to keep me going. So someone would tell me something and then I'd go there. And like it was just pieces to keep us going along this path. So I definitely think God placed those in our in our pathway. Um, because I could have gave up five thousand times before we actually did. It's just to me, it was so many no's and so much heartbreak before we got there which is why I felt like, I don't know if this is ever gonna happen for me. See, for me, it was like, it's real different. Cause like, I never wanted kids. Like I, I didn't want kids at all. Until like, I feel like every time I talk, my nose run. <laughs> it's like, I'm good. And then I talk and like my nose run. I know the people at the crib was like, his nose is a mess. Uh, <laughs> Cocaine, a hell of a trip. <laughs> No. So, um, like, for me, it went from this not something I want to, okay, this is something that I want. This is going to happen. Like, I believe it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then we were so locked in the first time to where when we did have the successful, uh, when the pregnancy test came back negative, it was like, but, bruh, like, that, this is how I talk to God. I'm like, bruh, <laughs> like, God, I told you I wanted this, though. Like, what's happening? Like, I mean, what more do you want me to do? And, um, I don't know if you remember that. Like, so you're not going to be pregnant, you? No, yeah, you, you, yeah, I remember that. I was about to, I was going to say that today, but I'm glad you mentioned that. So, like, once I, I don't know, I realized it was kind of on me. And I was like, well, that's weird. And that, but that was before we knew we had to go IVF. And it was like, well, I'm serious about this now. And it was like, oh, damn, we're trying. Oh, it's, it's, it's not us. It, this is something outside of our control. So, I don't know. Once We're pretty determined. I, I don't think there's anything that we've said that we've wanted collectively that we haven't been able to accomplish. Like, literally everything that we've set out to, to do collectively, we've done. So, this is just another one of those things on the checklist. Uh, and I'm just like, it's only a matter of time. And the time is almost nine. <laughs> and then she, I don't know, she liked hearing my voice, which is cool to me. Like, that's so dope. I like to talk a lot. I don't know if y'all noticed this or not. So the fact that I have another person who likes to hear me talk, awesome. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> I'm ready for that. I think we've done, we've set out to do everything that we haven't accomplished either. I think that's amazing to say. It does feel good. I'm trying to be skinny. I ain't accomplished that yet. 
How would you get the little lipo? Man, oh food, my god, food is just too delicious. But you touched on something, DJ. I'm a, I know we we running a little bit over time, but I guess that's why we the boss. We can do what we want to do. But you said, you know, you when you you didn't really see yourself having kids. What was that transition in your mind? It's like, you know what? I think I do want to do this. I want to take that journey. So honestly, it was a. Uh, we had a conversation about it, and Sarah was like, look, if, if that's not something that you like, if this is not something that you want, I'm good with that. Like, my life is good the way it is with us, but like, if that's, if that's something that you want to do, like, let's be for real about it. And I was like, okay. So the pressure was removed. There wasn't no pressure to be like, I want to have a baby, give me a baby. Uh, I don't like to operate from that space. She knows that about me. Uh, doesn't know that about me. Uh, <laughs> so I think for me that it was it was very easy to walk into a high stress situation, knowing that there wasn't uh, stress up front. That's what made the most sense. I, I knew we could afford it. I, I was about to say, I feel like the finances. Yeah, that's that's part of the reason why it took so long. Like, I and shout out to my people. Like, I don't want to make it seem like my people ain't provide. Like, we had everything that we needed, and then some. But like, that's in LA. That just feels like nothing, which is crazy. That sounds super privileged to say, and I recognize that. But it feel like nothing. So like, I. I knew I wasn't financially sound. I wasn't making good financial decisions up until like seven years. I was really making just terrible money moves. Um, I didn't want to bring somebody into this world while I was making terrible. Uh, I make better money decisions. Now, so I'm only going to keep doing better from here. Might as well have me in jail. You well, they say we as men, we really don't really do. Come to our, come to our own to around mid thirties anyway. That's clearly how it went for me, <laughs> bro. So when you a jerk for this booger sugar, bro, I just saw that you're hilarious. I put it on. I'm glad the iPad died. Oh, that is too funny. Yeah, that's that. Uh, that's what it was. You want to close it out with? Nah, babe, I'm good. You, you close out. But we all said something, so it was just your turn, and you asked the question. No? I'm sorry, I'm I'm done. So I'm gonna be quiet for the rest of the boss best podcast. It is the rest of the boss best podcast? What are you talking about? I don't about? know if there's gonna be another question. I'm so so so, so so what y'all want to end the show with? So um, for for people who are unsure as to whether or not IVF is something that you can do. If you can afford to do it, and there are jobs that you can get that will help you pay for it, uh, there are financial, uh, there are loans and whatnot you can get to help you pay for it. There's ways to make it happen if you want to make it happen for real. If that's something that you're really trying to do, do it. Trust me, do it. You won't regret it. Um, and for people who are like wondering if their person is the person for them, like, Listen to what was said amongst Kevin and Edwina, amongst me and my wife, 
about the decisions that were made early on. Like they slept on the floor together to make sure that they could be in a position to have another generation. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I made the decision to marry you because I know that you want to have kids. Like these are very serious situations. This is very heartfelt and thoughtful. Make sure your person is considering you. You know what I'm saying? Like it, I don't make a move without considering this person. I used to make a gang of moves without considering her. I thought it was lame as hell to do that. But like, I don't make moves without considering her. Um, And I think that gave me the practice that I needed to be a parent. You feel me? Like, um, I'm never making a move without considering my daughter. Like, that's just always going to be in the forefront. But like, I had practice. But that makes sense. So get you somebody that's going to hold you down. Terrence Brown said, love you guys. Oh, that's my bro. That's my bro. I'll also say, in addition to what he said, like, in considering IVF, like, it's a lot of people who will keep trying, keep trying, kind of like what Kevin was saying. Like, people will say, oh, just keep trying, keep praying, whatever. But I really am an advocate for, like, if you feel like something ain't right, don't feel like it's stigmatized to get your fertility checked. Like, I'm very glad that after a certain amount of time when we were really ready, that I went and asked my doctor those questions because, like, literally, I would not have known that, you know, 10, almost 12 years prior that a doctor had done something to me that put me in a position that I couldn't have a baby, you know? And so getting that testing and being willing to face up to it if that was what was going on was what started this journey for us and we're so happy and excited that we're about to have a baby now but if we weren't really willing to face that reality then we wouldn't be in a position one last thing I'm sorry uh, vulnerability like I think hell that probably should be the V and IVF is vulnerability like you gotta be real vulnerable like you you're literally risking it all you know what I'm saying like you putting a whole lot of money on the line a whole lot of time, effort, and energy on the line. Like, you damn near putting your relationship on the line because depending on how how bad one of you wants it, uh, that might be the difference in and how long you guys do or don't stay together. So, like, you have to be willing to be vulnerable and understand that, like, it is a joint team effort. Guys, you might not be carrying a baby, but, like, you are... You're you're a lot of the emotional backbone, so like you gotta you gotta be present. You have to be present, bro. You gotta be present. Gotta be there. Uh, Find you some space to recharge, but you gotta be present every step of the way. Because this is a it's a y'all thing. It ain't just her. It's y'all. Was you gonna say something, sir? All right, so as we end the Boss Fest podcast tonight, I want to thank y'all for tuning in to us. I want to thank you guys for sitting at the boss table with us and telling your story. Um, I know it was a touching. We didn't answer a lot of questions in the chat, but a lot of people felt, you know, what was being said. So I thank you. It's not always easy to share your story. Um, We will see you guys next Wednesday. 
you guys have a happy holiday tomorrow. Um, I will also be live on Friday with Edwina Rants. With Edwina the Whispers. I may go into detail about some of the things from... Um, huh. You said Wena. Listen, I was huh. at my nine to five oh, trying to do my last rant, but I'm consistent. I'm trying to be consistent. Don't do me. I'm sorry. Don't do me. I just want you to rant. I'm going to rant about you on Friday. You do that every damn day. You're right. Just put some passion behind it if you're going to do it. Anyway, let's move on. So, thank you guys for tuning in to us today. Um, I hope you gained something from tonight's story. Again, if you have any questions or they weren't answered, please reach out in the inbox. We are very open now about our IVF journey, um, and we hope that it can help someone um, out there. So until next week, y'all be. Oh, Steve.